Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Thank you, Jen, and thank you for inviting me to join you in celebrating Jesus today. Good to be here. Whether you're watching online or Peru or in Ottawa or wherever you are, we welcome you. And I'm so glad to be a part. I, I feel like I'm a part of the Crossbridge family. So thank you for inviting me back again. That's right. Great. And, and I'll tell you, I am, I am really excited about what God wants to do uh, in, our, in our midst here today. Because as I prayed about, and I hope you've been praying, I, need, I think God is teaching us how to pray more effectively. And he's stirring up that, that gift and call and burden to prayer. And I, I wanna talk about that because last week, uh, Pastor Harold did a, an awesome job of talking about the power of the Holy Spirit for prayer. That the power for prayer is the Holy Spirit living in us. And isn't that exciting? It's not up to us. He gives us what we need. But, but today I want to talk to you about on the other side of that coin, focus in on the authority for prayer. It's one thing to know you have the power to pray. It's another thing to realize you have the authority to pray through Jesus Christ. So Pastor Harold talked about the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you about the authority of the keys the keys, okay? And so take your Bible, turn with me to the first book of the New Testament. It's the Old Testament and then the New Testament. This is Matthew. If you have your device, it's Matthew chapter 16, and uh, the words will be up on the screen. In fact, I think in reverence to God's word, let's all stand together. And uh, as I read it, uh, listen to what God would say to us. This is, these are the words of Jesus. He's speaking to his church. He said to them, his disciples, you see, he asked the question, who do you say I am? Because a lot of people were wondering, who is this Nazarene preacher? <laughs> they had ideas about who he was. And, but he wanted to know what his followers had to say. Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter, who's always one to speak up, he answered and said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And the last part of verse 18, I want you to say it aloud with me. Jesus makes an incredible promise we need to affirm here today. Say it with me. I will build, here we go. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for that promise. Thank you that we get to be a part of your church. 
your people, your followers. Jesus, you are the conqueror. You have defeated the sin, death, and the grave. You are all-powerful. You don't need our help, but thank you for inviting us in your great plan to win lost people back to you. So Holy Spirit, come. We've invited you. You're here. Teach us and speak to us and empower us and remind us of who we are and whose we are. In your name I pray. And we all sit. Amen? Amen. Go ahead and take a seat. So this is a powerful, powerful principle. I want you to get this. Uh, this is the first time that, that in the New Testament that we, we hear the word church. In fact, Jesus initiated the word church. It's translated in the original language as ecclesia. It means called out ones. And this is what the church is. The church is not a building, you know. Crossbridge Church isn't at Peru or Ottawa or online or wherever you are. Crossbridge Church is composed of Jesus' followers. This is his church. We're called out. We're called out by Jesus, sent on his mission. There's a lot of things you do here, and we do uh, in, through the week, involved in the community. But all of them are designed to lift up Jesus, right? There's a lot of places you can go for sports, a lot of places you can go for fellowship, for activities, for your kids. But the thing that makes Crossbridge unique, it's all about Jesus, the one who hung on the cross to build that bridge back to the Father for us. And we want everyone to know that. Everything we do is focused on that mission. So we're the called out ones. Jesus says, follow me, follow me, follow me. And we have heard his call. Many of you have. If you haven't yet, get on board. Enjoy the journey. It's a great, great mission. We're called by Jesus, sent out on his mission. Now, that's a great uh, purpose in life. It's my purpose in life. I hope you've discovered that. It is fresh and exciting and new because Jesus is fresh and exciting and new every day. But not everybody's happy about that. The devil hates Crossbridge Church. He hates it because you are coming against everything that he stands for. You see, Jesus says in that, in that verse, he talks about the gates of hell. Here's the main idea. We are at war against the forces of hell in this great cause. How many of you who know Jesus, who live living for him, have experienced spiritual warfare in your life? Just raise your hand. Yeah. If you haven't, just wait a while, because you will. We live in a fallen world, and bad things happen to good people. Not all this is a result of direct spiritual warfare, but I want to tell you, when you start engaging people with the love of Jesus and, and confronting them with God's claim on their lives and helping them to see that Jesus is their only hope, you're going to experience Satan and his minions. They're going to come at you. And Jesus wanted to prepare us for that. He said, look, you're on the winning side. 
I'm the conqueror. It's my church. I'm going to use you in this mission, but you're going you're to get some pushback. It's like you're swimming upstream. And the enemy doesn't like this. And so he talks about the gates of hell. Now, let me talk about hell a minute. You don't hear much talk about hell. But it's in the Bible. Jesus referred to it. It's also translated Hades. Hades was the ancient's way of talking about the place of death and the powers of death. It was the greatest fear of people in the ancient world. So Jesus used a term that everybody could relate to in his day. It was a metaphor for everything that opposes God's purposes and his plan. Everything that Jesus stood for, hell and Hades stood against. For example, God brings life, Satan and his minions, and the forces of hell bring death. God is love, Satan opposes with fear. God brings freedom, Satan brings oppression. God speaks peace, Satan opposes with turmoil and conflict. Hell is not just a place, it is a place. But it is the powers of death and destruction led by Satan and his minions and he has authority over this place right now because we're fallen. I won't take time to tell you the story about that. You can read about that in Genesis. But Satan has authority here. But Jesus came and he took that authority back from Satan. But he doesn't want you to know that. Satan doesn't want you to know that. He wants you to live in fear. He wants you to live in despair. He wants you to live in frustration. He wants you to live in, in, in uh, death and all that, that, that Satan is trying to do. So here's what, here's what I need to tell you. This is the, really the main part of the message. Don't miss this. For years, I misunderstood what Jesus meant when he said, the gates of hell will not prevail. I had this picture of here's the church kind of standing against, here comes Satan and his demons, and you know where, man, we're getting hit, we're getting fiery darts or thrown at us and our families and and man it's tough and it's we got bruises and we got we got cuts and we've got we got beat up but somehow some way we're going to stand we're going to prevail that is exactly not what Jesus was saying and it's in the key of what he was saying the gates of hell will not prevail now gates unless I'm just really missing something here, are not an offensive weapon. If you're going to battle, you don't say, hey, guys, let's get our secret weapon. Bring out the gates. No, you don't say that. Gates are to defend against an advancing army. So the picture Jesus is saying, wait a minute, guys. I've got a kingdom. I'm the king of all life. I am the author of the universe. And I have my church and my called out ones are advancing against the gates of hell. We're coming against Satan and his minions. We're not on the defensive. We're on the offensive. Can I get some backup here? We are, gates are to defend and protect, but we, that's not who we are. The church is on the offensive. You know, if you're a sport, let me use sports. When you're, 
When you're playing a game, you have an offensive strategy and you have a defensive strategy, right? Every good team has a good strategy for both. But Jesus is saying here, my church is not standing there against trying to stop the opposing team from scoring a touchdown. My team is scoring the touchdowns. My team has already won, and it may not look like it at halftime, but we're on the winning side, y'all. And because Jesus once and for all determined that when he came up from the grave 2,000 years ago, he took the keys of sin, death, and hell, and he freed us all by his blood. Praise his name forevermore for that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But I look around the church. I see the church in America, especially coming out of this pandemic. We're, li- we're on the defense. We just act like, oh, man, we're just kind of barely making it. Somehow, some way, bless God, I'm going to make it to heaven someday. Somehow. Come on, man. <laughs> that is not what Jesus has. That's not his team. That's not what he's saying here. We're advancing, not retreating. Look what Jesus says. He says, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That's a great pep talk from our coach right there. But you know what? Jesus gives us more than a pep talk. He gives us a strategy. How are we going to pull this off? Great question. Hope is not a strategy, right? He says, says, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, I want you to focus in on the word keys there. Think about the keys that you have. Some of you right now, in your pocket or in your purse, you have a key to or a fob. Fob is a key. These are the, the, the fob of the kingdom, okay, if we want to use it. Okay. That gives you authority to drive that car. You have a key to your house. It gives you authority to enter that house. They talk about giving somebody the key to the city. Wow, what a great honor. Hey, listen, that ain't nothing compared to the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And I'm a, I've raised three teenage girls. I remember the thoughts I had when my teenage girl took the keys to the car for the first time. Oh, my goodness, Jesus, please help her. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You're laughing because you, you've been there, some of you. What am I doing turning this, this car over to my teenage daughter? And I thought about that in terms of what Jesus just said to Peter and what he says to you and to me. I'm turning the keys over to you. Whoa, Jesus. Are you sure you want to do that? Because you know me. <laughs> you know what I'm, my weaknesses. And, and that, listen to me. Jesus has great confidence in you. He has invested his life for you. Heaven has invested the best that God had for you. Not only has he done that to save you, but he has called you out. 
and he's handed you the keys. He says, there are people that you can reach for me that nobody else can. I've given you a family. I've given you friends. I've given you a sphere of influence. And I'm giving you the keys to my kingdom. And I want you to speak for me, to pray for me. Whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's how much I believe in you. I want you that to sink into you here today. We're talking real authority to accomplish real things in the world for God. I don't want to hear from Crossbridge this, well, somehow we're coming out of this pandemic and, you know, we just don't have this and we can't do that and we just... Would you stop that? Take your cues from Jesus, your commander-in-chief, your coach. He's saying, come on. Start living like the fact you're on the offensive, not on the defensive. But you've got to appropriate the strategy. We fight under his banner. The keys give you access. In, in the ancient world, when, a, when an army went out against another one, they would carry this banner. And that would tell the opposing forces who were marching under. Right? And I'll tell you something. There are many examples where a tiny band overwhelmed a great army when that army saw the banner being raised of who they were marching for. Because they saw that banner. They knew, hey, it's not just this little band here. There's a whole big army behind this group here. I'm not sure we want to mess with them. Listen, when you're, when you're living your life and you lift up Jesus, your banner, that's what the word says. Look what the Bible says here. I love this in, in Isaiah 11. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. That's a reference to Jesus in the Old Testament who shall stand as a, say it, a banner to the people. So we advance with confidence, y'all. And our keys to victory are listed. If you want to know where the keys are and what the strategy is, Paul says in Ephesians 6, we've got to put on some things. We've got to be equipped to win the way Jesus has called us to win. I love the way the message has put it. Look at this. These are the weapons we have. Truth. Not lies. Not innuendo. There's so much false information out there folks truth and you know who the truth is Jesus righteousness peace faith salvation are more than words check this out learn how to apply them you'll need them throughout your life God's word is an indispensable weapon in the same way prayer is essential say that phrase with me prayer is for Crossbridge, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. So pray hard, pray long, pray for your brothers and sisters, keep your eyes open, keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. So when you take the keys in your hand, you're taking hold of Jesus himself. He's building himself in you. Jesus has given us the power. That's what Pastor Harold talked about. 
Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, loosed in heaven. I read that and I thought, that's backwards. It's whatever is bound in heaven will be bound on earth. Whatever is loosed in heaven will be loosed on earth. But Jesus is saying, apparently whatever Jesus is doing in the world is going to happen through his called out ones, his church. He's given us that authority. We overcome through his strength. Now, I want to share with you what's happened. As I'm preparing this message for you guys, uh, I've talked, you, you met my family by pictures. Uh, I have twin daughters. They are coming against the forces of darkness. One of them is fostering three beautiful little kids that wouldn't have had a chance. They wouldn't have had a chance in the world. But my daughter and son-in-law are giving them a beautiful setting home of love, God's love. They are coming against the forces of darkness trying to steal the lives of those kids. Her twin sister, they're saving five embryos that would have been destroyed. We believe they're human lives. And they're saving those. And she's also teaching in the public schools and dealing with all kinds of crazy stuff. Third grade. It is, our, our society is falling apart. Families are just falling apart. And she's in the middle of that, sowing love and joy and peace and purpose and being Jesus right there. And Satan hates it. So he launched a full-on Scud missile attack on both of my daughters. What did we do? We went to prayer. We stood in the gap for them. We said, Satan, you cannot, it's none of your business. Those kids don't belong to you. My daughters don't belong to you. They've been dedicated to you, Jesus. As, her, as their dad, I took authority in Jesus' name. I grabbed a hold of the keys. I said, Satan, you get out of here. Release your grip on my kids and give them faith. Teach them how to fight themselves. Give them the faith trust you and they began to start exercising those weapons and experiencing joy and now they're on top of things they took a body shot but now they're on top and they realize they're advancing against the gates of hell it's like come on let's take hell with a water pistol <laughs> they're ready they're armed they're, they're, they're ready to go they're seeing the victory that's theirs in Christ Jesus because they're taking hold of the keys. So here's what I want to just do in, in, in conclusion. Some of you have been walking with Jesus for a long time. I, I'm, I'm with you. Others of you are fairly new. Some of you have just come and checked out, what is, what is this church about? Maybe you're going through some crazy stuff and I love... I love the prayer earlier that Pastor Sherry prayed and, and Jen prayed because Jesus wants to meet you right where you are. He does not take joy out of seeing you get beat up by the enemy. He came to earth to deliver you and to give you purpose and to make you more than a conqueror. So whether you've been walking with him a long time, whether you've been part of the church for years or whether you're just checking it out. I'm going to commission you, give you an opportunity to join Jesus' winning team. 
Because here's what Satan tries to do. He tries to make you think he's just about as powerful as God is, right? He's a liar. In fact, I'm going to tell you, Satan has nothing of his own. He has nothing. Jesus took every weapon that Satan had away from him when he conquered sin, death, and the grave 2,000 years ago. And so some have just like, you know, uh, Dirty Harry, you know, he pointed the gun and says, make my day. That's what Satan's doing to some of you. He's got the gun pointed at you. Go ahead, try it, try it. He's using fear. He's using intimidation. He is the accuser. But I want to tell you, that gun is empty because Jesus has emptied every bullet out of that thing. He is the conqueror. Have you read the back of the Bible lately? Read it this week. We win. Jesus wins. We win. And Jesus is saying, Crossbridge, start living like that. Listen, just because you're in transition doesn't mean Jesus says, well, I can't entrust the keys to them until they get a a full-time pastor here. Of course not. This is his church. You are his called out ones. He wants you to shine for him. But you got to know his strategy. It's not one of defense. We're on the offense. So here's what I want to do. Why wouldn't you, you want to be on the winning side? I mean, really. Was it Bob Dylan said, you got to serve somebody. It may be the devil. It may be the Lord. Listen, you are going to serve somebody. You got two choices. Serve the devil or serve the Lord. Bob Dylan was not a theologian, but he got that right. (laughs) So if that's your choice, you already know who the winner is. Why in the world would you align yourself with a loser? That does not make any sense. Okay? So if you're aligning and you say, okay, I'll give this a shot. Or I say, Pastor Mark, I'm with you. I want you to stand and testify saying, Jesus, I'm one of your called out ones. I'm believing in you. I'm trusting in you. And I just want, I want want us to stand and affirm that we are on the winning team. All right? One, two, three. You stand right now. If you're part of his army, part of his team, that's good. That's good. Don't just stand because somebody else did. But I kind of figured that would happen. Now, here's what we're going to do. I got some keys down here. They're little bitty tiny keys. I don't know what they open, Pastor uh, Sherry, but if if you're at home, I want you to go find a key right now. Hopefully, preferably one that you don't use very much. Because it's not the size of the key, it's the size of the one who gave you the key. Amen? And Jesus is the winner. So we're his team. I'm not trying to make, work you into something here. But hopefully you can tell, I'm pretty excited about this. I am seeing God work miracles in my life and my family. And I want that for you. And I want you to give up this poor me, somehow, some way I'm going to make it, and start living like you have the keys to the kingdom 
and you have his spirit and start praying that way and start living that way and start loving that way for his glory. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. It's a prayer of commitment. It's not a prayer of, dear Jesus, help us. It is a declaration. I want to hear you. I know you have your mask on, okay, but I want to hear it because Satan needs to hear it. Jesus knows what you're saying, but we need to let Satan know Crossbridge, he has no business at Crossbridge. Amen? Amen. No business with your family and your sphere of influence. So we're going to pray this prayer, and then I want you to come. We're going to kick in a song, and I want you to come down front, and I want you to grab a key. And when you take that key with you, my, my, my daughter made it a, a little necklace. She hangs it around her neck. Every time she comes under attack, she just puts her hand on that key. Thank you, Jesus. You've given me authority. In your name, I'm going to walk in victory. Satan, this is none of your business. God's helping her. And she's learning how to walk and live victoriously. Okay? So let's pray this prayer. Jesus, say it with me. Come on. Jesus, you are our commander and victorious Lord. You have defeated all the forces of hell and are on a quest to reestablish your rule here on earth. We are humbled. We are honored that you would invite us to join you in this great cause. We dedicate ourselves to you and your mission today. With this key in our hand, every day and everywhere, we take authority in your great name and the power of your spirit to storm the gates of hell. Where there is hatred, we will sow love. Where there is offense, forgiveness. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. And where there is death, your resurrection life. We are your church. And you promise to build your church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. In Jesus' name. And we all said, Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.